Meatballs, meatballs. Meatballs, meatballs. Podcast 23. This is Meatball Fulton. Jack Flanders has been given a large, overstuffed green velvet chair. When he sits in the chair, his everyday reality fades away, and Jack finds himself in another realm, a strange world where great three-masted flying ships sail the skies, and where pirates and sorcerers prowl the borders of his mind and pounce out of the shadows. Yikes! It's evening. A church bell tolls the midnight hour. Jack turns to the chair. Hmm. Here we go again. He sits in the big overstuffed chair, sinking way down into the soft green velvet cushions. something to happen, but... (laughs) Well, folks, nothing tonight. The Incredible Adventures of Jack Flanders. Well, maybe I should have called it The Adventures Within a Green Velvet Chair, because most of this happens around midnight, while Jack is sinking down into an overstuffed velvet chair. It was produced a few years after the Fourth Tower and Moon of Morocco. We had no budget, we could barely pay anyone. Luckily, Tim Clark gave us lots of hours of space music that he had composed for the McLaughlin Planetarium in Toronto. Uh, whatever magic this chair had, I, I think it's gone. Ah, uh, well, I guess I should get up and go to bed. I'm so tired. Well, maybe... Maybe none of this stuff really ever happened. Maybe I... Maybe I just dreamed it all. Maybe... Now, a week or so ago, I was in my pickup rattling down the dirt road I live on. I switched on the radio, punched the satellite button to Sirius XM channel 163, and lo and behold, The Incredible Adventures was playing. It sounded surprisingly good, and they were playing the episode where Jack meets the Marquis of Corumbus. I think I'm... I'm in a boat. I'm moving. Oh my God, I, I don't think I did wake up. Someone is pulling this boat. I can't see who or what it is. It's wearing a top hat. 
it far. <clears throat> Excuse me. Who are you? I am the Marquis of Caramba. Uh, it's an interesting name. Lifted from a dead man. Oh? He never existed. Oh, a, a fictional person. Exactly. I breathe into life because I am real. As you see, you do see. I think so. I am the real Marquis, the Marquis of Caramba. Uh, right, right. Who are you? Me? Uh, I, I'm Jack Flanders. Oh. <gasps> of course, alias Lache Tourchamp, painter of thin little mustachios. Hey. But how did you... Are you a wizard? A marsh wizard. A marsh wizard. How long have I been sitting in your boat? You just arrived asleep. If your intention is to materialize elsewhere, you really should stay awake. I might have been a ravenous beast and eaten you on the spot. Were you expecting me? Oh, yes. I was just poling through these slimy waters, praying that some buffoon like you would pop into my bunk. Oh. The Marquis was a wonderful, bizarre character, not only in the series, but in real life. When I first saw the actor who played the Marquis, John Wynne Evans, he was strolling along a sidewalk in Saratoga Springs, dressed like either Cyrano de Bergerac or one of the three musketeers. He was wearing a black cape with a bright red lining. He wore thigh-high boots and a hat with a big plume. And every now and then he would remove his hat, swish his colorful cape, and give a sweeping bow to the cars passing on Broadway. And I turned to someone and said, Who's that? And they replied, Oh, him, he's an actor. I should have guessed. How large is this room? That's one thing about wizards. They learn to see in the dark. How? The corners of your eyes. But you have to look straight ahead. You can see ghosts, spirits, all sorts of them. Earthly things through the corners of your eyes. Hmm. I think I can see now. It seems there's... Oh, my God. What are those things? What Jack is seeing is fungus. Milky white, almost transparent. Huge and round as puffballs growing from the mossy walls, the moldy drapes and rotting tapestries. And as he looks up, there's even more clinging to the high vaulted ceiling above his head. Oh, my God. They're alive. Of course they're alive. But they're, they're like giant puffballs. Mm. Are they poisonous? Quite benevolent. Don't eat them and they won't eat you. Some of them seem to be changing colors. Well, shall we explore? John Wynne Evans was in our production of Stephen King's The Mist, and later I wrote him into the series Saratoga Springs. 
I created a character for him called Waspy Carmichael, who owns an art gallery on Broadway, but decides to give it all up and go live in the Saratoga Park as the Wild Man. And he certainly fit the part. Don't you wizards ever get scared? Of course. You never really conquer fear. Never really. Never really conquer anything. They enter a vast hall, lavishly ornamented with hideous demon frescoes. The walls and ceilings are thick with the clinging round fungi, and the surface of the water is covered with lovely, fragrant water lilies. Look at those lily pads. They're monstrous. The royal sunken city water lily, a rare one. This is where I get off. What? I'll take my paddle. You're leaving me? I'll just paddle off on one of these marvelous lily pads. But, but you are coming back. Of course. Hello. I think I'll get out and go for a walk. Or rather, a hop across these uh, lily pads. Maybe I'll go visit a fungus. Hmm. Here's one. It's almost transparent. I wonder if it's safe to touch it. Soft. It's almost like skin. It's... It's glowing. Inside. It looks like my. Oh no, it looks like my overstuffed chair in there. There's a woman sitting in it, smiling at me. Who is she? She's she's fading. Wait, wait, who is she? She's gone. recording The Incredible Adventures, there were scenes with just Jack and the Marquis, so it was just the two of them in the studio. As the afternoon wore on, John kept making more and more flubs, and we'd do yet another take, and that one would be even worse. And plus, there were times he'd shout at the beginning of the line, but by the time he got to the end, I could barely hear his voice. And every time we did the line over, he'd flub it in a different place, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is going to take me a week to edit this. Every now and then, John would get up and go to the kitchen and get a drink. And finally, during one of his breaks, Robert Lark, who does the voice of Jack Flanders, took me aside and said, Listen, I don't want to say anything, but John has a bottle in the kitchen, and whenever he goes there, he gets a drink while he's getting drunk. Oh God, 
I can laugh about it now, but it took me forever to edit those takes. This is back in the days of tape and razor blades, and I was slicing a couple of words from this take and a couple of words from that take and a couple of words from yet another take just to create a coherent sentence. And the editing went on for days while I cursed and swore, never again will I ever work with that John Wynn Evans. But time is a great healer, and I forgot and forgave. I used John in the recording of Stephen King's The Mist. I think you'll be able to identify his voice. Top, behind you! The long food bag is sliding out. What? Heads up, look out! Ah! when I was writing Saratoga Springs, Life in Small Town America, I thought, how can I have a story filled with Saratoga characters without having John in it, since he's such a character? By this time, he had moved away. He was living out west somewhere. But I had a budget, and I flew him back to Saratoga to record in our studio. I said, John, no bottle. And he assured me he had stopped drinking. And he also had a daughter by then. He brought her along. And he called her Baby Jasmine. She was chubby and cute, and he really adored her. And here's a little bit from the series Saratoga Springs, where Waspy Carmichael, John, and Ducks Quackenbush are pedaling along the Hudson River, and they come upon a cemetery. Peaceful, isn't it? Oh, I love old cemeteries. I, I love to read the poetry. A few stones date back to the late 1700s. Lovely place to meditate. Look over there. Oh. The tree roots have swallowed some of the oldest stones. Have you noticed the tall rectangular shape and thinness of the old marble stones resemble doors? It's like seeing a field of stone doors. <laughs> I never noticed that. Doors leading into the unknown. Hmm. Hey, listen. Geese headed north to Canada. Well, sun's getting low. Maybe, maybe we should go. Sunset and evening star and one clear call for me. And may there be no moaning of the bar when I put out to sea. But such a tide as moving seems asleep, too full for sound and foam, when that which drew from out the boundless deep turns again home. Twilight and evening bell, and after that the dark. And may there be no sadness of farewell when I embark. For though from out are born of time and place, the flood may bear me far, I hope to see my pilot face to face when, when I, I have crossed the, the bar. Ooh, makes me thirsty. Let's have a drink. Last week, I googled John Wynn Evans and discovered that he had died on December 30th, 2009. This is my tribute to a rather remarkable fellow. Uh, well, I might as well go outside and say hello to the birds. 
I'm Meatball Fulton, zbs.org.